Welcome to the Sydney Survivor Finale podcast. We will be interviewing the final three contestants who pitched their case at Final Tribal, some to success, some are not. I am dressed up. I gave people, most people, not some people who see Zoom, but I gave most people the brief to dress up. So if they didn't dress up, it's on them. But I am dressed up for the occasion here for you to discuss the final episode of what has been a fantastic season. Um, only got one orca joining me today, but frankly, when you got myself, you got the king, and when you've got the queen orca, you don't really need anyone else. Annabelle, it goes without saying, the queen is here. I got my fluffies out tonight, guys. That was as dressed up as I could get. And I brushed my hair, so don't say I don't treat you. Oh, you look fantastic. You look wonderful. Um, you know, I was hoping for maybe a sparkly number like we're seeing in all the uh, traders promos, but like this is this is wonderful. This is fantastic. So presently, before we get into the interviews, we have chilling in the backstage a number of contestants from the season, and they don't know why they're here. We'll be bringing them in in a moment. But there's been a, a number of awards given out by the production, I think fan votes for various things uh, for Sydney Survivor that were revealed over the last day or so. But those awards are meaningless. They're irrelevant. Frankly, even Sam's victory is irrelevant in comparison to this award because this is the only award that matters, which is the Orca Pods Orca of the Season Award. Now, do you want to give us uh, an explanation about what you think the orca of the season means? Absolutely. So um, the orca is the apex predator. And when we're looking at them, I want you to imagine the titular orca, James Wolfe. We're marking on, well, I am marking, and let me tell you, my fellow judges certainly weren't using the same criteria, three key features of an orca. And let CK and I, classic orcas. Number one, propensity for a little bit of narcissism. I think that's important. When someone says, wow, you're looking good tonight in a room of 20 people, you've got to be the kind of person who assumes they're talking about you. Okay, that's criteria number one for me. Criteria number two is strong arming strategy. You've got all the ideas. You know how we're going to get to the end and you've got the best way forward. And you're quite forceful about expressing those opinions. Number three, loudness. If you haven't rubbed someone on your tribe the wrong way within the first couple of hours, I'm sorry, honey, but you ain't no orca. You've got to know how to take up space vocally, okay? And so those are my three criteria, propensity for narcissism, strong arming your strategy, and loud, 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 confession queen. Now, 100%. And I do feel, as you said, that some of our fellow orcas misunderstood the brief of the vote. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, the votes were cast on a 3-2-1 sort of Brownlow medal style system um, by myself, Annabelle, Ma and John, who participated in a number of podcasts this season, as well as Jules, who's obviously here regularly, can't be with us tonight because she has an early start, and Max, of course, uh, with his lukewarm votes coming in as well. So uh, without further ado, I've tried to get in contact very last minute with everyone who received votes. If you didn't receive votes and you're on the season, you're not here and you weren't invited because, frankly, you didn't need them, Paul. But everyone that I'm bringing in, plus some others, 
uh, polled, and then we will remove them as as their votes go down till we get to the winner of the first ever Orca Award. So I'm bringing them in in no particular order. We have TK. We have Danny. We have Leah. We have Ethan. No now, particular order. Save the best for last. <laughs> not available was Lizzie, though I do feel that anyone that voted for Lizzie perhaps thought they were voting for Leah because she really doesn't meet the criteria <laughs> that we have set out. I maybe got confused with the name. Um, JT got a few votes. I think that's fair. And and uh, Matt Pitcher. We've tried to get in contact with Matt Pitcher. Um, but frankly, he doesn't deserve it either. He was he was voted out for being too nice, too nice. Yeah. I was outraged <laughs> when I saw the remote votes in for Maddie Pitcher. That was <laughs> I felt against the entire spirit of this awards night. I agree Getting with you, Annabelle. I agree, hundred percent. I'll take Matt's votes. An awkward okay. he's giving dolphin, dolphin. <laughs> he's so we dolphin have... energy. He's one of so him. Start... <laughs> start with the... We had three people on a tally of two votes. Those people were JT, and I'll give you a little brief from what John said uh, about him. He said, main character energy from the first confessional all the way to his juror speech. And I think that's a fair call. Um, one of the most, I think the most iconic first boot we've ever had in LRGs in Australian Survivor. Um, then equally with two votes was Lizzie. Again, I think someone missed the brief and thought, or thought she was Leah. I'm pretty sure they thought she was Leah, but I'm not going to judge. Um, and then the final two votes uh, was, and I'm sorry to say this, but it was you, TK. Um, Annabelle, you voted for TK. What What about TK did you like, like for this? John thinks you got his points the wrong way around, and I have to agree. I'd like to circle back on JT before I get to TK. JT oh, deserves... I have. My apologies. I will do some quick corrections. It doesn't change TK, so you speak about TK. All right, we'll start with TK. Um it was a real tough call for me between putting TK in third place and second place for me. I thought TK scored very high on strong arming strategy. We <laughs> saw this from day one. TK was in there with his opinions. Not everyone was picking up what he was putting down, but he went out with a bang and he scored for me full points for strong arming strategy. I thought TK, you were also really great on the loud and proud vote as well but perhaps not the loudest and the proudest. For me, where TK really fell short was number one criteria, propensity for narcissism. <laughs> um, I just, I, I felt TK like you could have been blowing more smoke up your own ass. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's why I ended up putting you in third place, but you did very well on the other two criteria. So sorry, do you, want, do you want to speak before we kick you out of the room? Yeah, please. Um, I'm surprised because I'm pretty narcissistic and I, I will work on blowing more smoke on my own ass. So I will make sure I, I don't know, I go to the shops and I open up my asshole and I make sure that when I get in the attorney season, there's smoke coming in my ass and there's fireys coming up right up there. So thank you very much for voting for me. Good. You also received a one point vote from Max. Brilliant. Oh, love you, TK. He's always got great ideas. Bye, TK. We love you. We do love you. Okay, so with the revised votes, now that I have John's the right way round, uh, TK and Lizzie were both at the bottom with two, um, and and JT's actually shot up. He shot up the the post. 
due to the John's three-pointer. Uh, so the next, the next person to be eliminated um, from this countdown is Danny. What? John had John gave you two points, uh, mm-hmm. and what he happened to say was, "You are so good at consulting the rule book." You managed to get Ethan's nullifier removed <laughs> from the game while Ethan the jury. Self-serving rule abiding. Narcissism. That's that's a clear narcissistic trait and we love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you have anything to say, uh, Danny, about your, uh, what is this, fifth place finish in, in the Walker countdown? Uh, well, look, it's better than my what tenth place finish in the actual season. So you know what, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but I am I am much less of a narcissist than these two others here, so that's fine with me. <laughs> All right, well done, Danny. Congratulations. Okay, so now it would be JT. JT is finished in fourth with John's three points. I also gave him a point. Um, I think that he did. Uh, a very, very good job of being an amazing character on this season. I mentioned it before. I should have said Danny's other vote came from surprise. Jules gave her one point. I think the friendship uh, capacity going right there. Um, okay, I, I'd so I'd like to make another. I'd like to comment on JT and his three, sure. why he didn't include him on the list. I thought scored quite high in point one propensity for narcissism. I really appreciated the way that he made his final jury question all about himself. <laughs> That was Love very that. reminiscent of CK, um, and I I really appreciated that. Loud and proud, nailed that. I mean, have you ever seen anyone go out first get so much screen time? Um, and but it was really number three, strong arming strategy. I I just felt like he could have been pushier about his agenda. I mean, yes, he did rub people the wrong way. You know what? The more I'm going through the, the criteria, JT really should have made it higher up my list. JT possibly deserves. <laughs> you you didn't even vote prize. for him. You didn't I vote didn't for even him. Vote for him, but JT forever an apex predator. We love you. So the final three, the gold, silver, bronze, is obviously between Ethan, Leah, and Maddie Pitcher. Not if Matt wins. If Matt wins. Oh if God. Matt wins, this is rigged. This is fucking rigged. He's rigged. I can tell you that Matt does not win. He in fact disqualified. Came second, which is oh, that's outrageous. If he's beaten me, I swear to God. Name and shame. Name and shame. Who voted for Maddie P? Because that is disgusting. Ma gave him a three points. Ma didn't read the rules. Gave him three points. Didn't read the rules. And uh, Jules gave him two points. Okay. Propensity for narcissism. Have you ever met a more self-conscious man in your entire life? Loud and proud. Absolutely not. He hid behind his loud and proud shield for Ethan and was literally (laughs) voted. He didn't rub anyone the wrong way. He was voted (laughs) out for being too nice. Strong-arming strategy. When did he do that? I'm sorry. This is absolutely disgusting. Max, I love you, but you're cancelled. Mar, <laughs> I love you, but you didn't read the rules. Who was the other voter? Uh, Jules gave Matt two points. Oh, Jules, you disgust me. Leave. <laughs> so it's it's an outrageous outcome, but one of you is the winner, which is the right outcome. 
because I confirm I can confirm to you that I voted Ethan three points and Leah two points. Ooh. Annabelle voted Leah three points, wow. Ethan two points. So as far as we're concerned, you are the final two. You are the ones that matter. Thank you. Can we just share it? Like we're besties, no, we're twins. We'll be twin <laughs> Wow. Ethan's bringing that orca energy <laughs> right there. I'll get the receipts, Ethan. No, no. <laughs> Leah, I'll happily share okay. it with you, okay? There's no sharing. This is the orca. Right, so. I, I just want to say, um, as orcas, I'm, so Max's not an orca. Max, we'll get to his award later. Ma Max uh, is orca I, adjacent. Ma, ma, well, I mean, I mean, as in orca personality he's yeah. part of the orca pod ma way too lovely jules question mark i think we can disqualify i think you and i can bilaterally disqualify max not max matt and max from this competition this is the final two this is the tiebreaker yeah so the winner of the first ever orca award the most important world in fantasy, in LRG podcasting in the world is Ethan Bromelow. Good job, Eve. Oh my God. This is what I've been waiting for my entire life. I'm going to go tell my mom. Um, I'm very excited. Look, I, I have no idea um, that people thought I was narcissistic. Um, personally, don't see where it comes from. Um, I do love myself, but no, I'm just joking. Well, who, who else? Who else voted for me? Uh, Max gave you two yes. votes. Ma, in fact, everyone voted for you in some way. Uh, Max gave you two votes. Ma gave you one. Jules gave you three. I gave you three. John gave you one, and Annabelle gave you two. Thank you. So across the board, uh, positivity for Ethan and John. Actually, came up with another great idea. Now, this is of course the first award that we've done in this concept, and John came up with a name before we didn't determine that you'd won it, before we'd done any votes, but we just assumed you'd probably win it. Um, and so the vote, this award is now called the Bromelo Medal. Oh, wow. You guys have honoured me. This is amazing. I love it's this. Like a great Bromelo Medal pun. I can't like, not go with that. <laughs> can, we, can we give some voting justifications now? I think Ethan yes. and Leah both deserve yeah. their um Oh, absolutely. No, Even I get Leah it. Number one. <laughs> Leah is number one, Annabelle, so... You can so speak to I voted for Leah as number one. First of all, loud and proud. Like any good queen, within the first few minutes, she'd already rubbed people on her tribe the wrong way for talking a lot, which, again, we love a hot girly who just has a lot to say. Not <laughs> our fault that you guys aren't as interesting. Propensity for narcissism. All of these conversations were mostly about herself. Which again, not our fault that we are more interesting. Also, Leah, objectively the hottest person ever, justified narcissism. And every proper narcissist finds it justified. Thirdly, um, we have the strong arm strategy. Famously, Leah single-handedly strong-armed her tribe into voting out the person from her JT first. No, Amanda, pretty Amanda. Amanda first. Yeah. Um, and so I really felt that Leah perfectly encapsulated those criteria. For me with Ethan, it was a little bit tougher because I felt that Ethan violated 
one of the core <laughs> unspoken rules of being an apex predator, and that's making it to the final episode. If you are truly embracing your propensity for narcissism, loud and proud, and strong-arming strategy, there is no way you aren't out within the first few episodes. You've just pissed too many people off. And I really felt that the fact Ethan got that far in the game was a clear <laughs> sign he was letting himself down in those three areas. I, look, I, 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 I disagree. This is why he got my three votes. Of course, the strong arming, it was the strong arming moment of the season where he basically threatened Joseph with death if he didn't do what he wanted, right? So there was that. The reason he made it so far is he became the hate goat. Like, he's the, are people actually going to vote for Ethan at the end? Like, I know he's playing. Hey, but no one's gonna vote for him like seriously that's how we made it that far that's why they voted matt out before him because like matt's too nice people are gonna vote for matt but who knows if ethan could go on a mutiny run they still wouldn't vote for him so i disagree with your sentiment i don't know I thank just you think... ethan... <laughs> ethan you killed it you truly are the apex amongst the apex predators. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the, the king of the orcas. <laughs> and what a title. And, now, and now the, the naming of the Bromelo medal. The Bromelo the medal. Walker <laughs> seasons. Uh, Leah, do you want to say a few words, sorry, before, before we get to the show? Thank you guys for voting for me. I think maybe if I lasted like one more episode, we got more votes and beaten Ethan because like I am a narcissist and I will say it. I am a mini <laughs> Annabelle. So like, thank you guys for recognizing that. And I'm just had a blast and I love all of you. So thank you so much. Right, well, thank you, Lee. Congratulations on third place. It's really second place because Matt's disqualified. Yeah, Matt's it's pointless. Disqualified. You shouldn't have been there. And uh, Ethan, congratulations on the first ever Bromelo medal. Well-deserved. You thank now you officially are an orca. Thank no you. An honorary orca. <laughs> this is all I've wanted in life. Enjoy all right, thanks, guys, and we'll get to the regular program. Like James Wolf, Chris Kelly, Annabelle Fiddler. And I would just like for us to take a moment to um, also present Max's lukewarm take award for the lukewarm hero of the season, which obviously goes to Luke for being the maxiest Max that ever maxed. So congratulations, Luke, on this significantly less prestigious award. That is, it's so true, but I don't think you listened to the podcast last week. You probably haven't listened to it, where Luke came on and blew us away with the most insightful, intelligent discussion I've ever had on an interview. He was completely playing up dumb jock the entire game. He's one of the smartest people I've <laughs> I refuse to believe Luke can come up with any hot takes. He was he amazing. Is, it was he's an the lukewarm taker, and I refuse to view him as anything else. Don't yeah, make Luke, me love him less. Uh, it's a fun joke, though, because who else gets the lukewarm award but Luke? Okay, but yeah. so we're done with the first aspect of the program. I just decided to do that at the last minute, but I thought that was a fun way of getting going. We're just going to announce it, and I'm like, now nah, let's bring them all in. Let's all see them one last time before we get to see the final three um, and – so with no further ado, we'll bring her in. She's waiting backstage. The the third placer of this season. A lot of discussion last week of whether it was deserved third place, that, you know, if it wasn't an edge of extinction season with, you know, Jazz got all the edgy votes, right? The pre the pre-jurors. So if it was a normal sort of season, is Michelle getting more votes? Probably. We'll have to hear what she has to say. Welcome, Michelle. 
Definitely. Yes, I would have. No, no doubts. I agree. Thank yeah. you. I felt the whole season that you deserved more flowers than you were getting. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is supposed to be the time when we're asking you questions, but criteria number one, propensity for narcissism. I'm going to monologue for a minute. Um, I didn't know following rules is narcissistic because I am so into following rules. It's no, no, no. It's not about following rules. It's about self-servingly following rules. You only follow and enforce rules when it benefits you. Otherwise, the rules don't apply. (laughs) That's right. That's that's how you do it. Everyone may have heard many people. I questioned every rule and decision they made in playing with fire, but I only really questioned the ones that weren't benefiting me. (laughs) Otherwise, it's fair game. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like at the end where I wasn't getting enough questions. I'm like, you didn't see this, but I, I was like, well, why aren't I getting enough questions? Sam's getting more questions. I'm not getting enough questions. This this is what is happening here. And so, yeah, I think if I would have had more questions, you know, it would have been different. However, you know, I didn't really, you know, when I watch Survivor, the ones who come back from Edge of Extinction, I'm always like, they don't deserve to win. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, that just didn't happen once on Australian Survivor. However, um, yeah, well, you know, I, I don't think time, Hayley, so Everyone loved Hayley so much, so I'm just overlooking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I didn't take into account the edge of extinction and how much they were together all day and how much they yes. would have been close and, and they would have just given their vote to Jazz regardless. Yep. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of that. I thought of it the other way around. You, you thought of it as a Survivor fan a uh, yes. uh, true Survivor fan, not a bitter and twisted, angry person who got voted out pre-merge who just pissed off at a lot of you. Yeah, that yeah. was the... Yeah. But yeah. we were discussing a lot last week about what your other options could have been. What 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 are your... I could have done? What, what should you have done differently? No, 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 no. Before we get there, no, I'm no. jumping in because I want to respectfully disagree with that being where Michelle lost. Um, oh, no, because that's I... not where she lost. Oh, Jazz no, Sam lost. would have still won. I no, think regardless. Sam was the one, but uh, we would have been closer. Sure. I, I think that Jazz was probably always going to get to the end as the edge of Extinctioner and everyone thinking along the same lines. I felt like it, it, it was net, like Jazz was always going to get to the end. She was always going to get those votes. It was really about who was the other person who you're going to be sitting next to. And so that's what, that leading into CK's question about where did you go wrong? What was your game losing move? I I want to keep in mind going into that question, who would you have in hindsight should have sat next to? That is a huge issue because Matt is so likable. Ethan was playing a really erratic game. However, he was making good moves that people could see and I think he would get a lot of votes even though he was erratic Matt would get votes because he's likable Luke was a challenge beast I forgot I won a couple of things um because I'm always looking at other people so I don't think there was someone who was better than Sam to take to the end because everyone had their own things that they could own and I think it was just, I think I just, I had 
a group of people who were just really hard in that no one was really weak. Yeah, there's the there's no guarantee of outcome. I said it last week. Mm -hmm. I think I think the thing you could have done, no guarantee gets you the win, is to idle out Sam or Luke on Ethan's boot. Who's who's who are out there? Um, Sam or Luke uh, using the idol that you got. Big big move right at the end there, idling mm -hmm. out, and then whoever you take, like if Ethan gets there, he's like Ethan's only here because I saved him. Like Ethan's only here because Twist kept saving him. Right? These yes. sorts of things. Yes. Right? He kept pulling out. He, Idols, but it wasn't actually idol. It was Matt's idol, and this mm. thing is twist kept saving Ethan, and then I saved him right at the end. So yeah. that plus a little bit of like Ethan's a bit arrogant. Maybe we don't want to vote for him. Might plus having a game, two games next to you that are very distinct from yours, as opposed to mm. you and Sam, which were very similar. Very similar. I know. However, I have gone to the end of a game with someone with a very similar. Well, we had the exact same game basically, and I still won. Mm. So. I mean, it just depended on who was there, who wanted to vote for who. It was it was really cold. Everyone wanted over and done with. You know, it was really yeah. late as well. Um, but you know what? I am so happy I just got to Final Tribal because oh, yeah. it's just That's... ridiculous that I got to Final Tribal. And, you know, I play quite under the radar game in Survivor. Like I play a different game in, in like Mafia um, or Traders things like that. So, you know, that's just how I play my game. And in org as well? Do you play Survivor Orgs in that way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I play Survivor um, Orgs in that way as well. Is, is, uh -huh. do, you, do you make top three in Survivor Orgs? Was this your first top three? Um, no, I've made, I've made top three maybe four times. Okay. Um, wow. I'm like, yeah. how many Orgs have you played? Well, <laughs> quite a few. Yeah, I wasn't going to ask you that question. It's going to leave it at four. <laughs> I once played a game that had 120 people in it. Oh, wow. And like in, my, once, in one of my alliances, I had Sandra Diaz. Oh, wow. Um, until people figured out who she was because she was pretending to be somebody else. Um, but then I got to 18th. So that was, that was full on. And that was like the major orgas in the entire world, like at each other at the time. So... It, it was wow. pretty hard and pretty tough. But, yeah, I tend to play under the radar just to get further front. But then I, you know, I put ideas in people's heads that they don't know that I'm putting in there. Like I'm not out there. I think I you felt, the... yeah, okay, sorry. shut up, CK. It's my turn to talk. Um, that's item number three, loud and proud. Um, the... <laughs> I felt like you played a John Tan game actually from – uh, our season playing with fire where it was a really really strong social game um it was ultra strategic you over luke uh, i would say over sam in the pre-swap and post-swap we're in the strongest position strategically um and i i think uh, you know where you you missed out whereas John didn't was you were in such a strong final three this has mm. got to be one of the best final I mean I say this as someone who's watched like basically no LRGs but got <laughs> to be one of the strongest LRGs every single one of you there was no goats right there were no goats yes. it yeah, was no. amazing yeah. you all got votes there, was actually, there, there were no goats from like 
there were no goats at the merge. That's what was and so good I, about yeah, it. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. This is my point. Like everyone was so strong in so many different ways that final tribal was going to be a hard slog no matter who was there from merge on. Totally. And I felt like there were gender dynamics not in the voting. I actually what I really noticed was in the final tribal speeches. Um, and it was the way that both yourself and Jazz were self-effacing and kind of like, oh, I'm not going to take credit for things that I wasn't solely responsible for, you know, like I'm, I, and it's such a classic thing in the workplace as well. Like I'm not going to claim credit for other people's work. And I feel it, it was, for me, it was like, so watching women in performance reviews where I'm like. <laughs> Girly pops, now is your time to claim. I know, so, and I didn't even mention that I'd won, um, you know, an immunity necklace. You slayed the puzzle. You slayed I didn't even puzzles, mention it. Slayed, yeah. won all the puzzles, but the Luke puzzle gate one, like, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, so much credit to you. You played a phenomenal game, an absolutely phenomenal game. So well done. Thank you. I, I think. I think those gender dynamics are, are, are very relevant in the way you've said it, but also what tends to happen in a male-female partnership in these games is that the male is is more, like, perceived by a lot of the people as doing more, even though you're both making those moves together, which yeah. can be... This is, again, why I think you would rather been better off with Luke than Sam because you guys were seen, like, as such a tight two and then yeah. people just give it to Sam. That's bullshit, right? I'm not saying Sam didn't play a great game, but you guys played pretty much the game together. Yes, there was one vote different. With one vote where yeah. he went, and that was his, like, signing move, that he did mm. one thing different to you, which was his move and not yours. Yes, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this when, when Sam comes on, but I actually yeah. think Luke laying down his life for Sam was probably the clincher. Um, yes. <laughs> but again, like... Bros to do that for bros. How, how many? <laughs> Max said on the podcast. Max said on the podcast last week that he would have done that for me, and of I reckon course. he would have. No, of course, yeah. <laughs> oh so this is bros. This is what bros do, right? Somehow, so um, did, did you think you'd make coming in? You were worried yeah. that everyone would know who you were. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone recognised you. I know you only run... only Christy knew me. Only Christian, you. Um, yeah. you you run you run the Survivor um, Facebook super page. How many people follow that page? How, uh, Twenty six thousand, I think, right now. Okay, that's impressive. And um, you've been running that, so you thought people would know you from that because everyone here's a super fan. So presumably they're on your Facebook group. Are yeah. there, were there people that played that are on the group? They just didn't recognize you, or they're just not in the group? No, they weren't. Like they've all joined the group since since mm. then. Um, which is crazy because there's 26,000 people on it. You'd think there'd be, you know, one of them on there. I think maybe John Tan was on there. I'm not sure he's in the chat. Um, but I knew John Tan from online games, but I didn't, when he came, I knew his name. I didn't know he looked like that. So I sort of vaguely knew John and I knew John had had a rough trot in orgs and that I didn't want to vote him out. And that's why I didn't want to vote him out the first, you know, tribal. But you did vote for him, right? I did in the end, but I didn't yeah, want yeah. him to go out. I had to because yeah. the majority, my my alliance was doing that yeah. and I didn't want to be separate from them. So, yeah, but I didn't yeah, want him to go first. If you just voted him out second, he wouldn't be as iconic. So, um, you, you know, no one cares about being, who goes out second. 
Like yeah, he's an sure. iconic first boot. He wouldn't have gotten in the Orca Awards if he was like second or third out. So I, I don't think you should feel too bad about that because he was never winning the game. So like you'd rather be remembered and iconic than be nothing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, I had the best time. Like even if I went out first, which is awful, um, most awful thing ever. But I still would have had fun, you know, the entire day. But um, yeah, I just had the best time and to get to the end was just icing on the cake, even though I didn't win. I was still really happy for Sam, like just amazing. That's the Sam magic. Everyone was happy for Sam. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think helped you? Uh, Do you think your extensive org experience gave you a leg up? I think my social game. I just, I get in there straight away. I mean, I saw Danny at, we didn't even know what tribes we were on yet. I saw Danny at breakfast. I looked at her and I just knew she was my girl and that's the one I needed to have. And that was only from seeing her interact. Now, I generally don't um, align with girls in games because they tend to just vote you out. They're not as, they're not as reliable as the guys are. So I tend to have alliances with guys than girls. But I just saw Danny and felt a connection and thought, I need I need her on my tribe. And then that was it. Yeah. I should put I should put this up as well. You're looking gorgeous. You are. Thank you for dressing up for the show. I wore my special buff, my favorite Pearl Islands. Oh, Pearl Islands is the is the goat yeah. season. Um yeah. Do you Sorry, I lost, lost myself. Yeah, I'll jump in. Do you, how was the one day format? Do you think? How do you think it would have changed if you'd been able to stay overnight? Um. Okay, we wouldn't have because it was like minus something. However, um, I wouldn't mind playing a two day game. I think I think a three day game would be too long. You know, some of the LRGs have done three days. I think two days would be good. Look, it was really fast-paced. One At one point we literally, I think Danny and I, we went back to camp and then they said, right, we're going to tribal now. And Danny and I were working out who were voting out on the walk back down to tribal council. Um, and then we had to just tell people around us. So it was, it was really tough at times, but I think fast-paced, it made you work really hard. And it was exciting to do a fast-paced game. That, that's why I kind of asked the question is I was reflecting on how strong the final three was uh, versus some of the longer games. And I, I was wondering whether more time to strategize actually ends up disfavoring the more strategic players. Hmm. Well, you've seen that in other LRGs when there's a lot of time to talk and then they go off with someone else to talk, they go off to someone else to talk, and then someone says, oh, I don't like how much strategy this guy has, and then they're gone. Um, yeah, so I think a fast game is is good if you've got really strong players because you can get through. I think it's, I think that's a great insight. I, I spent an entire day not going to tribal council, conjuring up various plans and basically strategizing against myself. Uh, and everyone just went on a bar with me after that. Uh, I was going for the hate goat uh, Ethan approach at that point. But that's the only off. reason they wanted him out. It wasn't his entire personality. yeah i think fast games are good because they're people who aren't as experienced in fast games or orgs or anything like that like 
Jesus, what's happening? Whereas we're like, right, right, we've got to get this sorted. What are we doing? We've got to do this now. Right, we're going to tribal. Let's not change anything, you know. You don't want anything to change at tribal or on the way to tribal. Mind you, Leah, Leah did a good job at changing it at tribal. Yeah, that was an amazing move. Yeah. All right. Well, should we ask the Max question? Absolutely. You, you can ask it for him. So if Max was here, Michelle, he would want to know, yes. did you have a good time? Was it fun? What was the most fun, happy memory you would like to cherish moving happy forward? Happy memory. Okay. We finally got to eat at 3 o'clock and I ate like I was starving like on a real survivor challenge and I hadn't been eating for like four days or something. I ate so much pizza and chicken and just kept eating and eating and eating until it was gone. It was, I'm, I'm all about food. And when it finished, because it was freezing and we were going to the pub, I got in my car and I literally, I put the heater on and everything was wet. I took everything off in the car. I'm like, okay. There's no one around. It's a really dark street. And then I got rechanged and went to the pub. And the pub was the best place because it was warm. But there's I love food. There's food. And, and there's food. I mean, I love the squid game challenge, you know, red light, green light. Yeah. I love that because it was physical. I wanted to do physical things, even though I love, you know, puzzles and things, but I'm I like the physical stuff as well. Yeah, um, we did have a lot of fun at the pub. I just saw Eli. And, and you got to meet Christy. I'm sure that was very exciting for you. And become friends with Christy. Yes, I'm sure that was very exciting. I know. Finally. Finally. <laughs> because, you know, I, I talk to a lot of survivors, but I'm not really close friends with them. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice. And it was really good to play with someone who knew what they were doing. And, um, yeah, scary, scary. Because when she went to the other tribe and she wasn't with me and I thought, um, well, she'll stay. I just knew she'll stay. The, other, the others will go out before her. Um, yeah, so it was good and it's a pity she didn't come back to my side or Danny. It was hard after that. But you, well, yes, yeah, so you lost your two closest allies at that merge vote and you managed to uh, continue to survive, to thrive. So um, that's an incredible achievement for yourself. Um, and, and as you say, you made it to the end and you got a number of votes. Um, it was a very close final tribal council. Um, that's something that any survivor player should be proud of because uh, it's all anyone wants to do. Uh, like either you want to be there and be a big character and, and be entertaining or, and potentially if you can get to the end and put up enough of a case, that at least some people vote for you and no one wants zero well, votes. Yeah. So, you don't want zero and you don't want one. So, so that's, so that's an achievement. It's a huge achievement and you should be very, very proud of yourself. You played a great game. I think it's sad. They seem to lose a lot of your footage. Um, they kept yeah. talking about that in the comments because, like, you were being completely under-edited and I understand they lost a lot of it. But, you know, yes. we could still see through the footage that we did see um, that very, very strong under-the-radar game you were playing the whole game. I don't think you were ever really in danger. Did you get did you get a vote? I thought I got – did I get one vote? And I think Sam got one vote at one time. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go back. We – but we copying one random vote, particularly like on something doesn't matter or like near the end when, you know, there's very few people that can vote for it, doesn't matter. Yeah. You were never the target at any point when it was. Yeah, neither like was Sam. So yeah. it's yeah. amazing. Amazing we just got through unscathed. 
incredible. I think that you could have, in a different season without Sam, who I think is a similar player to you, who you ended up with, not just aligned and did similar moves, but like a similar style player, mm. I think you could have easily swept the floor with a different final travel group. Yeah. Always. Well done, Rochelle. Maybe. You absolutely nailed it. Queen, goddess, we love oh. you. No votes. <laughs> No votes. No votes. Oh, Annie, I thought I got one, but okay, thanks, Sam. Oh, so you got one and I got none. There you go. Yeah. Rob got us. Also, CK, I have to work in the office tomorrow and we've got two okay. more interviews. So, All right, so bye, Michelle. So, thank you. I will go, but Annabelle, I can't wait to see you on Traders. I really, really can't wait to see you bring it. Um, yeah, hope this narcissism comes out. Oh, you better. God, I hope sure you're a trader. Narcissist, loud and proud, bitch. And what was my the third criteria? Oh, strong arming strategy. Let me tell you, all three of them brought it. So see you on Sunday, people. Bye. I love you. All right. And so next we come in the second place person. I'm really actually glad that Jazz is getting this opportunity for a second interview because we sort of spent most of her first interview talking to Merlene. So um, here's her chance. What? I yeah, was, I didn't like, get to do that one. We had them here together, and like we ended up talking to Malene more than Jazz, which is a bit unfair for her. But maybe I had a sixth sense that she would be the person coming back when you would interview somebody uh, else and uh, twice, and she's the person that we now get to interview a second time, all the way to win second place. Um, welcome, Jazz. Hey! Oh my hey, God! Look at you, glamour puss. Oh, yeah, she got the brief. Oh. Got the brief. Oh, I am wearing yeah. trackies and slides, though, on the other half. Oh. Oh, I'm wearing track pants. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> stunning. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. Um, so, first of all, let me congratulate you because I did a little bit of, like, interviewee reading of to who I thought was going to come back into the game right before that episode based on my interviews with them. And I did not think it was going to be you. I, I Directly, no one gave me really too many hints, but certainly I wasn't like, mm, Jazz did give me the vibe. She gave me a sad vibe, like she's not coming back, right? <laughs> um, Leah probably gave the most positive vibe. I'm like, oh, Leah, because you, you have a sad vibe. That was it. That was your opportunity. It's over. It was fine. It was you fine. had to so. prove I was deceptive somehow. You did. It was yeah. amazing. Because I was deceived. So congratulations. You deceived uh, you know, a, a fancy pants lawyer. So there you go. There's a, a brilliant chat. I've done well. Uh, oh, shut did, up, CK. How did it feel, Jazz? How did it feel? You were out in what was like a really crazy kind of episode. Like default, I say. Yeah. Uh, like it, I, think we can, I think we can say twist. We can say twist screwed. I think that's You were fine. twist screwed. Yeah. You were voted out literally by the other tribe. Um, And then you miraculously like, amazingly got back in how do you think that really ended up benefiting your game and how did it feel well I, I think I got to the point because I'd been in exile I was just like oh well like I was versing quite a few of us that were trying to get back in and I didn't hold much hope for myself but when I saw the challenge I was quite excited because I grew up playing tennis so yeah, when you're younger, you sit there and you bounce the tennis ball on a tennis racket for hours on end when you're, when you're waiting for training and stuff. So I was like, this is mine. I've got this one and had an absolute ball. And by going back into it, I didn't feel like I had any loyalties to anyone. 
And because I knew, like, I was very close with Ethan and Matt, but I think because I knew that they were so close together, I didn't feel the need to be loyal to them in that sense. Yeah, because they yes. hadn't voted for you, of course. They hadn't voted yes. for you, so. No. Yeah. Talk to us from sort of, mo I was going to say day one. Talk to us from hour one and who you felt closest to at each point in the game. That's what I really wanted to know from you. In my first interview, I was the very first person there. I'm a local to the mountains, so it was literally a quick car trip up the road. And so I got to see everyone as they came in and it was extremely overwhelming because I was meeting one after the other after the other. You were first. I was the first person there, yeah. yeah. Huge advantage. Yeah, Yeah. and um, but it wasn't actually until we actually did the first challenge that when Matt approached me, that I actually went, oh, I like this guy. He seems really cool. So, and it went from there. And then when I met Merlene, she's got very similar traits to me in her lifestyle, apart from the fact that I thought she was actually a swim teacher for the entire time, even up until I saw her after. And we just, we really clicked. So that made it very easy to make her my number one. So. And then when you come back to the merge, you don't have her. Yep. Who are you looking at in this new group? You say Ethan and Matt, they didn't vote for you. You were alive with them, but they're too close, not interested. Who I... were you liking the vibe of that was there? Sam. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> His magic. Yeah, we'd had literally like a maybe a two-minute conversation in between one of the challenges, and, yeah, it was just a weird, oh, I feel like I can trust this guy. And, yeah, and that just progressed as the game went on after I came back, so... Some people are just naturally likable and trustworthy. It's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But I think he's actually really like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've met him and he was really nice and trustworthy. Yeah. Genuine. Like, Very genuine in the yeah. way he's Yeah. He should be in sales. Um, Very good trait, um, though. Did you, uh, when you came back in the game and you say you trusted um, Sam, when you thought you came back in, and I couldn't really tell what you were thinking one way or the other here. So I'm very interested in your thoughts. Did you come back in with a new lease on life? I've just got a second chance. I'm going to go hard here and see what I can do and see what I can shake up. Or were you more scared about getting voted out again uh, and so wanted to play more conservatively? What Actually, was your sort of thought weirdly, process? Weirdly, I wasn't scared about coming back in. Um, I wasn't worried about making like hurting anyone's feelings or anything. I didn't feel like I got voted out because people really wanted me out. So I didn't leave in any negative way. It was sort of like, oh, that's just the way it worked and off I went. Two votes. Two votes. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't – and it was basically because it was had to be two from our tribe because they didn't have to be, but it worked out that way. Shane paid the item. Yeah, so I didn't have any hard feelings towards anyone. So there was – the only thing I had was the fact that I knew that Maddie and Ethan were going to be extremely tight and even tighter – since I'd since Merlene and I'd left, so I thought the other going with Matt, sorry, not Matt, with Sam, Michelle, mm. and Luke, that's more beneficial for me because they've got the numbers. But it never actually crossed my mind that they would vote me out, which was weird. But you would have had the numbers at final eight. Now yes. you got to the end anyway, so it doesn't matter. But you would have had the Reds had the numbers at final eight. Um, yeah. You had Ethan, Matt, yourself, Shane, 
uh, sorry, and Joseph versus their three blues. See, I saw it a bit differently. I saw that after tribe mer- um, tribe swaps. To me, the fact that the original Woolaburras had gone over and been in blue, so Joseph, Shane, Leah, them being there so long, to me, I could see that their loyalties would be more likely with that that team, as I thought the same with Christy and the others that came over to Red. So I thought well, that well, they were I that I don't think it was there. the case for Christy, but you, I think you end up being spot on on how your reads of Joseph and Shane, I think they'd very much gone to the Blues and weren't really interested in working with the former Red. The Red no. had collapsed in that way. So you managed to leapfrog all of them in terms of the Josephs and the Shanes who'd been with the Blues the whole game to get into that fourth spot with Luke, Sam and Michelle. So that's a very impressive, I think, social move that you make coming into the game, having not played any of the game with any of those three people. It's definitely a personality thing as well. I think people's personalities do merge. And if you do get along with someone on a normal level, not a survivor game level, it makes it a lot easier to integrate essentially into that group. And what was your, you're so right, and you, like everybody loved you. Um, what what was your experience with the insane universe, which is, competition reality tv fandom before you did this zero i have done nothing i've never done an org i'm literally i'm you said it in last week's podcast um the people that watch the show but aren't huge like huge over the top fans that's me i've never missed an episode of the show but it's not an obsessive thing it's just i'll never miss an episode but i don't obsess over it but i love it i talk to my family about it because they're the ones that watch it with us and but I mean half the time I can't even get my kids to watch it now so (laughs) it's just usually me by myself watching it which is great for me because now I've got people to talk to with it about but yeah it was never like a full obsession but I'm I I am a competitive person and when I saw this come up I was just like oh well I may as well give it a go and see if I can get on and have do something different it's almost like being a healthy, well-balanced person with excellent social skills sets you up well for this kind of thing. It does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did you? Was... Oh, sorry. No, you go, CK. You go. I was going to jump to the FTC. So if you're not FTC, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I'm pre-FTC now. What What were your feelings when you kind of got out of the game and you found out that? Shane had this giant dragon horde of advantages. What was your reaction to that? I think it's hilarious, especially because I think uh, you probably know I look after Shane's kids now. No, I did not know yeah, that. So I'm a carer. She was a prior interview. She was yeah, a prior so interview. I'm a, Sorry, I don't watch anything. I'm a childcare educator and I'm one of these kids, these twins come to our centre and I look after them during the day on a Wednesday, Thursday. So... Yeah, so the first time he walked into the centre, I sort of looked at him and I had to look twice because I work in the kitchen half the day. And I sort of looked and I was like, oh, I'm seeing things. And, yeah, it's very different seeing someone and the perspective of their their personality is completely different when you meet them out of the game. Because in the Mm -hmm. game, uh, I just (laughs) I could have killed him half the time. He was driving me mental. (laughs) Did he offer you a massage? No, thankfully. <laughs> that we thought he was going to do it. 
We thought he was going to do that, and that's a smart play because whether you're a masseuse or not, no one wants some creepy guy walking around offering massages. So, like, we thought he might do that, but he had the social awareness to not. So that's positive. I'm sorry, I ask everyone that because I'm dying for someone to say yes. (laughs) He wasn't that silly. It makes things even more awkward when I saw him again. (laughs) All right, yeah, okay, CK, you can ask the serious questions now. No, it's all fun and good. Uh, FTC, did you think you were going to get votes? Did you think you'd get all the edgies votes or did you think it was going to be more of a challenge for you? No, I didn't think I'd get the edgies votes. I thought I'd get a few of them, but mine in my head were just people that I'd made connections with. I thought they would be the ones who voted for me and they essentially were, except for bloody Matt and Ethan. You thought they would vote for you? Sorry? You thought Matt and Ethan would vote for you? I think because of how the game played out and how I had not turned on them but essentially chosen the other side, yeah. that that didn't. That's why I lost their votes because I'd lost their trust. So, yeah. which is fair enough and totally understandable. Yeah. We saw in the final four that there was never a discussion. I mean, this, maybe this is a sound question, but there was never a discussion that there would be final fire making between yourself and Luke. How did your relationship with Michelle and or Sam become so close that that was not even a conversation? It's weird. It wasn't so much with Michelle. It was definitely Sam and I. And um, we had a lot of conversations, a lot. And by when you look at the episode, you wouldn't think we'd talked that much. But we actually talked a lot and we probably talked a bit off camera as well, just by chance that if we were walking somewhere and no one was with us, we we're still talking. And um, our relationship was quite close, so it worked. It worked really well. And I didn't didn't think at all that he was going to vote for me. And we discussed the Luke vote as well. So I, I didn't even think that I was going then. So it was very odd. Yes, but it was obviously good. <laughs> good odd. Yeah, look, obviously you set, you set yourself in a position where there were just bigger threats than you. You were always a threat because I think of the returnee player, like as Michelle said, from her perspective, that's not someone she'd ever vote for because you got voted out. No matter whether you're twist screwed or whatever, like she's like, if you if you voted out, you're out and I wouldn't vote for you because you come back in. That's her view and a lot of Survivor fans view it that way. But people, she's looking past the human part of it and that the edgies are your people, they're people you spend the most time with. You've got Malene there who has been probably stumping for you as hard as she can with that group of people. Um, there's absolute. I, I always saw you as a threat in a final tribal council situation. The others didn't see it, but there were so many threats around and you made sure of this that when you were in a final uh, five with um, Sam, Michelle, Luke, Ethan, final six, Ethan, uh, Matt, yourself, there is just no one's going to be looking at you. So you paired, put yourself in such a perfect position that I don't think there was any chance of you pretty much not making the final three at that stage. Is that how you felt or were you a bit more nervous yeah. about it? No, I wasn't actually. I was actually quite comfortable. I, it was an interesting feeling because I thought I never actually had that paranoia throughout the game. Even when I did get voted out, it didn't really cross my mind that I'd be the choice. But, I mean, when given the circumstances with Matt not there and Ethan having immunity, it didn't really work in my favour. Um, when it came to the final tribal, um, the amount of questions Sam got asked 
I just kept thinking, just ask me a few more questions. Like, I've got so much I can say because I am a talker. I like to talk yeah. to people. So, I mean, that's that's just my lifestyle. So I always say that I don't want to make new friends, but I can't help but talk to people and then end up making new friends. And that's and that's and I don't see that as a bad thing. It's a time-consuming thing because I, I'm always tired. Like today, tomorrow morning, I have to be leaving for work at quarter past five in the morning. So tonight's Ooh. awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on a second time. Oh, that's like I said, I'm only half dressed up. So that's a matter of changing, uh, changing a T-shirt. Well, again, congratulations at making second place. Thank you. Huge achievement. Um, a lot, significant. Lot. Yeah, sorry, you finished. A significant number of votes. Um, uh, how many votes? Five? Yeah. Four? It was, Five? it was a narrow loss. It was a yeah. narrow loss. Um, and that is a huge achievement. You played a very, very strong game. Um, I think, I'm sure you're proud of yourself. This was incredibly strong cast and strong competition. To get that far and succeed that way, you, I, I am blown away by the game that you played. It's incredible. Um, and I think you should be very proud of yourself. I'm sure you are. Oh, I loved, I loved every minute of it. It was fantastic. And even more so now looking back on it, it's brilliant. Oh, you're incredible and I'm just so glad you're on the cast and I'm so glad that you came back and it really, it, it filled my heart with joy watching you play jazz and offline, online, but not on podcast. I really want to know which centre you work at. Last question. In honour of Max. Katoomba Children's Cottage in Katoomba, (laughs) two minutes away from where we were filmed. Okay, awesome. Um, I I used to work at Explore slash formerly Quick Kids, so that's why I asked. Um, The last question that I wanted to know, in honour of Max, who couldn't be with us tonight, but he's not dead, Jazz, did you have fun? Was this a rewarding experience? Will you be friends forever? What was the most fun that you had? Most fun? Definitely not the walk up to exile because that was painful. <laughs> most fun I had was probably when I had a challenge, when we were the joint challenge, when I was teamed up with Michelle and I see myself as an extremely sporty person. I've played sport my entire life and for the life of me I could not throw a ball that day. And I looked like I'd never thrown one. And I just found it so hilarious that that was happening. So that was actually a highlight for me, despite me looking like a complete Gumby. That's it. Thank you again. You can go to bed now. Early start. Congratulations again. Amazing, amazing position. Well done. Thank you, guys. Look at this. Josh O'Brien's entered the chat and he said, I'm looking glam. I'm sure that's the only reason I put up his comment. Um, And and uh, soon we have joining us someone else that's also very much got the brief. I can see him in the backstage. He looks fantastic. Um, the winner of Sydney Survivor. And look, there's a record he's taken that I think will never be usurped now. Uh, it is probably likely going to be he will have the best record of any LRG host in Australia at playing the game. Liz Went out, pre-merge with an idol, bizarrely. Everyone finds that bizarre. I particularly find it bizarre. Kyle played Melbourne 1, for those that didn't know. Went up at 6th or 7th. But Sam is the third host to play, and he has won. So 
I think that will never be usurped. He will hold that legacy forever. Let's welcome the man in, the winner of Sydney Survivor, Sam. Hello. <laughs> Look at you, honey. Oh, thank you. Thought I'd dress up a little bit, you know. Oh. I'm glad for matching Seagate. That's nice. A bit of a bow tie action. Did you have that on before you saw me or did you put it on after you saw me? I actually did. I actually had it on before you. I meant before oh, I saw you, not before you. But Got yeah. the memo. Wonderful. <sighs> Good. Oh, Sam, you nice. are everything. Thank you for having me on here. It's so great. Oh, we've got to have you. Now, look, let's be very clear. I should have said this as well. My winner pick. Boom. Nailed it. Caught it from the very beginning. And I want to talk, I talked about last week why I thought you were going to win, why I picked you. And it was because when I watched you host Brisbane Survivor, I saw this person that was just genuine and funny and could have a laugh at themselves, but was, you know, sentimental and serious in the right way that was connecting with the people in a really positive way. I know you knew like half of them or half of them are your family, but you were connecting with them really well as a host. And that's a very challenging thing to do, to be a host and connect in with people in a real way. And it really felt like that was happening in Brisbane. And I felt if he could do that as a host, he's going to be able to do it as a player. You had this humility about you, which is perfect for that sort of survivor host, um, but but with a confidence as well. Very hard to be humble and confident at the same time. That's sort of the thing like, like a Jeff Prost does live, a Jonathan LaPaglia, and that's what you were doing on your show, and I'm sure you could do it in the game, and you did. Did you expect to be able to bring those skills to this game? Well, well, thank you. You can keep going if you want to. Um, there's so many compliments there. Um, yeah, look, I thought it would um I thought it would help having an understanding of a game um and hosting. I thought um I do like I do lots of like emceeing for things and I do yeah, I I talk in front of people a lot. So I thought ha- bringing that into the game I thought would would be of benefit. Um but I wasn't sure how much I'd be able to uh translate into a player rather than a host. So I was hopeful, but I was never sure. I have to say, Sam, it, it was the only thing I was bitter about when I saw you on. I thought CK is going to be so smug. <laughs> it was so funny. As soon as he guessed it, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, here we go. <laughs> I, I got to say, Sam, you are scoring zero on the Bromelo Award. We're yeah, not you got seeing- zero votes. No propensity for narcissism. <laughs> we didn't see any strong arming and strategy. And frankly, darling, loud and proud, no, you were <laughs> always there deferring, listening to other people's ideas, taking them on board. How did you feel when Luke strong armed you into that decision? Um, was it? It was not in finale. It was the episode before. Who was it he strong-armed you into voting out? Remind me. Um, was that the one? Yesterday. No, that's okay. Was that the one where we voted out Joseph? Was that the was that the yeah. Joseph one? Yeah. Um, that was a really great vote. Like, I think what you didn't see is like just prior to that, we were like very close all day. Um, I would say he was my number one guy. I'd say Danny was my number one girl. And I think I, yeah, so we, we had a really great bond. What happened just before that, that you didn't see is I ran up to Luke after the challenge. And I'm like, Luke, like, 
you I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. There is no way I'm voting you. Um, if I hear your name, I'm coming to you. And he's like, Sam, I was just coming up to tell you the exact same thing. So we're like having this like bro chat of like, this is, we're going to ride this to the end. So we knew that that was like solidified. Hence why he was talking. So he was like referring to me a lot as like when he was talking to Maddie and Ethan about us being in the same boat. Um, so I completely trusted him. So I was like, he's going to be doing the best thing for me. And then when I saw that he was talking with them, I'm like, cool, I'm going to go to the other side. I'm going to chat to Joseph and, and Shane. Um, and Michelle was over there and I'm like, we're just going to come back together and we'll decide. So I was never set on, uh, Ethan being the vote. I was happy for Ethan to be the option that they were coming with. And then we came together, worked out Joseph. That's what I wanted to ask you, actually, um, because on your original tribe, Luke seemed kind of on the outs. And then on the swap tribe, Luke also seemed on the outs of that alliance. And you seemed much stronger with the women. And it, it was almost kind of out of nowhere where this, oh, yeah, Sam and Luke are a duo happened. At, at what point did that flip? I don't know. I thought, I thought Luke was always in his back pocket. He had the girls and then Luke in his back pocket. That's what I thought. Yeah. So from the very start of the day, like even from the breakfast, I'm like, cool. If Luke and I are on the same tribe, that's awesome. The thing that actually got me over the line with him originally was like, I've got to suss it out. Is he was wearing a like Queensland state of origin jacket. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm from Brisbane. Let's like see what, see what's going to happen here. Just grasping at straws at this point, like anything you can get. Um, And then we spoke and I was just like, yeah, I feel really good about his vibe. So my first four that I was like really close with, I would say would probably be Luke, Danny and TK. Cause TK came up to me and told me before the first challenge, before we even knew that we were in tribes, he's like, he picked out that the buckets were on the ground in a certain order and that we would be together. And so I was like, okay, if he's trusting me enough with this information, I can give him a bit of trust too. So I'd say from the very start, Luke and I were close, um, a lot closer than what was shown. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's probably to do with a lot of the conversations we'd had when we kept winning the challenges, we were winning lots. And so it just wasn't being shown. So. That makes sense. Yeah. What do you think, uh, for me, your best move of the season was when you and Luke convinced Matt and Ethan that you were going to go with them while simultaneously keeping Michelle and Jazz on the other side, basically in the middle of two four-people alliance at the mm-hmm. final eight with then Shane and Joseph on the outside. Um, I think that was an incredibly strong move to pull off was there ever any consideration of going with those four boys or was that always, um, you know, keeping them on one side just so you can get rid of them later? Yeah. I think from when I got, we were obviously shocked that Christy and Danny went out when they did, we weren't expecting that. So when we came back, I was like, crap, like we're going to have to work hard here. And you see me say to Luke, I'm like, I'm going to need your help, man. Like, this is going to be crazy. Um, and so we, Yeah, from that point, I'm like, I just need buffers around me. If Luke's got the boys, and he definitely led that conversation, but I was, I solidified it with them. I was like, if he's got that, while all that's happening, you see in the background that I'm chatting with Jazz like the whole way down. So I'm like, cool, if I can get Jazz, I've got another potential. I felt confident with Michelle that we had had something from the very start of the day. And 
then yeah, I, I was never really sure about Joseph or Shane. So I just wanted buffers around me. And as soon as we voted out Joseph, I could see my way to get to the end. And it was through a few different options. I could go with the boys because I didn't think I'd be a target in that group. Um, I knew that Michelle would trust me because blues were very sh short on numbers. And I knew that she didn't really vibe with everyone else as much. Um, and then I felt confident with jazz. And so I was like, cool, I'm, I can play this however it pans out as we go along, just based on the relationships that I built. And then people coming to me and trusting me with their information and conversations and asking me what to do. And I was like, what is going on? There's actually a confessional and it didn't get shown. And it's probably the most arrogant thing I said like all day. <laughs> it didn't get shown. But I was they, like, because they, they're trying to preserve your like nice guy I edit. I know. But I was, and it wasn't even like that crazy. Like, come on. But I was just like, um, why? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Digger. I'm letting you down. Um, but, um, but I was like, why are people listening to me? This doesn't make sense. Like, I can see from Joseph that this was, I was like, I can get to the end from this point. This is crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I could really see it happening and it really happened the way that I saw it from Joseph. So it was a bit, it was bizarre. I couldn't believe it. Did you expect Luke to pretty much just lay down his sword for you at the final four? I cannot even describe to you that moment. Like, um, I was a wreck. Like I was honestly, I've been reflecting a lot about it afterwards and for someone to trust me that much and to give me that much um I don't know confidence and support in in survivor like ridiculous I was just like this man is too good to be true like honestly I was completely shocked um I felt like a horrible person but that's I'm super competitive too and I went into the day and I was like look I'm gonna do these things and that kicked into gear I'm gonna yeah and so yeah, I've received, I was talking to lots of my friends and like, Sam, like, how could you do that to him? Like, how did you, the poor guy, like you've like strung him on and then you cut him at the end. And I was like, I made well, the right call. He gave you permission. He the did. The question is, if he says, Sam, stick with me, vote for jazz and, and we can go to, I'll go to fire. Do you do that? If he, if he doesn't I, just say. Yeah, I want to, I want to expand on that. So we see in the last episode that, you say you'd actually been thinking about voting Luke from the previous vote and that you had actually always intended to go to the end with Jazz and Rochelle. Um, so I, I did want to unpack that a little bit, as, as CK was suggesting. There was no suggestion of fire making there. No, like as in, so I definitely bumped, <laughs> I buffed that up a little bit in Final Tribal to make it probably sound a little bit more than what it was, to be fair. Okay. I wanted it to sound like a bit of a bigger move than what it was. Like I claimed it as a big move. I look back on it and I'm like, oh, they probably like, it probably makes sense that I got rid of him to most people. Um, yeah. But yeah. So when, you, when, it, yeah, sorry. Would you have done it? He gave you permission. You didn't even have to make the hard call. If he says no. we're together, mate, you meet at the end, like we've talked about, you got to vote for jazz and send me to the challenge. Do you do that then? Do you then make the hard call or do you stick with your friend? Because that's the big challenge. He just gave you permission to vote about. It was easy. Easy on the if, soul. If I'm being honest, like as soon as the challenge finished and he didn't win, I was like, he has to go. That was before any conversation happened. I I genuinely can say that. That was like, and again, like that's my head talking way more than my heart in that moment. And I was just like, 
I'd want to win this from this point. Like, and I, I feel like my chances against him, he's so, he's got so many more challenge wins than me. He's been a lot more public, I think with people in his likability where I've been more social and relational. And so I was like, I don't think I can go up against him because, and the reason why I wanted to take Michelle then is because I knew we had one vote different. So I was like, at least I've got that over her. Whereas in, I didn't have that with Luke. In, in the chats that you've had in the group chat afterwards, do you think you would have beaten Luke? No. Uh, from everyone's perspective, they've said that, yeah, that he would most likely get votes. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We haven't broken down exactly the amount of votes, I don't think. But, yeah, he definitely, I think he sort of does to me what I did to Michelle in the sense and, of I took some votes from Michelle. And you haven't watched the pod from last week, but I mentioned it before, Annabelle, and Luke came onto this interview and blew myself and John and Max away with his eloquence and oh. his, his discussion, his, his heartfeltness, but also the, the strategy that he was holding back. That he just played up this dumb jock the whole game because he can't be a triple threat. Like he is a triple threat because like I've got to play down. I'm going to be social when we sport. He's got to play down the strategy, but it's all there. And then he was able to speak about it in such an eloquent, succinct way on the interview. He would have destroyed that final tribal council. Like if they're I mean, already leading him, they would have just then gone whoa. So in our conversations that we'd had throughout the day. I think I was the only one to see that side of him, like the strategic brain. And so I knew that that's, he was capable of that. And mm. that's obviously scary to go up against. Um, but he, yeah, I think by, like he was saying in his podcast last week, by that point, his brain was fried. Like all of our brains were fried. But he wasn't, yeah, you could see he's like not speaking with as much emotion as what he was at the start of the day and like all this sort of stuff. But I was still... I was like, no, nah, I think I've got a better shot against Jazz and Michelle. Yeah, I was focused at that point. That's exactly right. And can I just say, sitting at the end with Michelle and Jazz, like I am actually so proud of the final three. Um, they are two like phenomenally strong, smart, intelligent women and they smashed it throughout the day. I feel like, yeah, I feel like their edit didn't show the really strong parts to their game. But can I just say, I saw it. It was amazing. They're incredible and they should definitely play again. I, I absolutely agree. And I, I felt like that was more of a credit to your win. Um, you know, you were going up against two incredible contenders. I thought you had a really strong final tribal council speech. I thought that the your answers to the questions were really fantastic. You know, you were a strong player playing in a very strong field. So full credit to you on that as well. How do you feel that, I mean, the social capital that you had, obviously with Luke for him to lay down his sword and say, mm. take me instead of Sam, how do you feel like that played with the jury? Yeah, I think it probably did um, go in my favour um, in the sense of particularly from the people who I'd worked with that knew that I was close to Luke. So they knew it was really hard. And I think you could see in that tribal that I voted him off. I couldn't help myself. I was like emotional <laughs> about yeah. it. 
And um, yeah, and I think that they saw that. And I think even Danny, I've talked to Danny about it afterwards. And I think she was like, I just didn't think that you were going to do it and you did it sort of thing. So I think it was a little bit of credit. I think what Luke said last week in the sense of um, his um, alternate scenario of making me vote for Jazz would have completely destroyed my game. Like it would have. Yeah. He, yeah. he had the upper hand totally. Like if he was to do that, like I just don't feel like I look like a weakling in comparison yeah. to that move. And at the very end, like he's going he's gonna to be able to articulate that because it just happened and so obvious. Yeah, he got you to make the wrong move for yourself at the final four due to his uh, social strategy, his social connections, his ability to to make you do what he wants. Whereas mm. you got the credit for having your alliance, but then cutting him at the end when you needed to, um, which you know people people respect as as a like a game a game move. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly the way it happened. Yeah, I know. Were you nervous when the votes? Were you nervous when the votes were gonna getting read out? I must say, when when they you're all even at about four or or three, um, and it was three three three, and then another jazz one came. I'm like, oh my god, is jazz gonna run away with it here? Did you feel that when that 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 fourth jazz vote came out? Well, it was just totally unorthodox, right? Like the way that they read it out, I was like, this is not Survivor. Like when jazz got the first three votes, I'm like, crap. Like she's wiped the floor with us. I was like, what is going on? Because I like, and there's no doubt that I wanted Jazz because we had a relationship, but I also wanted Jazz because I'm similar to Michelle. I was like, I didn't think people would necessarily um, respect the coming back into the game because she'd yeah. already been voted out. Um, so there, I had that in my mind. And when she got the first three votes, um, I was like, shitting my pants i was like what is going on here um and then yeah it evened up and but at that point when it had evened up like you see i just grabbed their hands i'm like guys this is so fun like this is so yeah. like this the survivor nerd in me like is just like this is cool like we're a part yeah. of this like really tight race and so i at that point i really didn't mind what happened i was like we've all got votes this is awesome like whatever happens this is great so it was but fun. when you but when they fourth jazz, did you think, oh, that's it, it's jazz? Or did you think it was uh, gonna come back to you or her or Michelle? Yeah, I thought it was gonna come back for some reason. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, I thought it was gonna come back. I was gonna get at least one more. And yeah, but I don't know why. I don't know why, but I had I had tried to do the numbers, like we had like 10 minutes or something before, like after the Luke vote to work it out or something. So I was like, I don't even really know what's happening. But I tried to work it out and I thought I would do it. Right. I think it's pretty hard with the numbers on 13 people on what votes you're going to get and where you think the votes are going. The pre-jury aspect of like a uh, a tribal council like that is just you, like I, I looked at them, I was like, I don't even know. Like I have zero, zero um, idea of where they're going to vote. And so, yeah, it was all well, a bit TK of a told you you'd lost his vote <laughs> and you had to earn it back. Did you earn it back? I can't recall. I couldn't see anyone's votes mm. when they were holding them up. Did you earn it back? Yeah, I got it. I got it back. So, um, yeah, I was I was proud about that one. But he said after as well, he was like, um, "I just needed to ruffle you up, mate." Like, I yeah, he was. You always you always getting it. Yeah, yeah. He I was awkwarding you. He was yeah, awkwarding yeah. you. We like to play with our food before we eat it. Love it, love it. Orca vibes. When you're an orca and you're asking a final travel question, you want to make something that's memorable, and that and that was memorable. He's gonna vote for you anyway, but he's just gonna make it big. Like, I'm not voting for you, but you can earn it. Like, because you need my vote's so valuable. 
you got to earn it, Sam. Like, you know. Something I really smoke. loved, um, and what I would like to know was, was it just what was shown? Um, we're all super fans, and a lot of us want our moment in the sun, and it's like a, it's, it's a one-day game. Emotions get intense. Um, I, I personally hate a very emotionally fraught, catty final tribal council, and what I saw in this season was a measured respectful asking your piece getting your answer vibe would would you say that is characteristic of what was happening yeah I do think so um yeah I I I don't know if it played into it at all I really wanted to that's I didn't really mind going first with the initial tribal like as in my pitch because I really did want to be consistent with my game throughout the day and I feel like the tone of my pitch really like set the scene for that. Like, I feel like I claimed some things, but I didn't push anyone down in order to do it. I just sort of like set it in a way that was like, I think this is the case. Um, as well as like, yeah, bringing them along. And so I don't know. I wonder if some of the questions off the back of that sort of were toned down because I didn't come out swinging. Um, Confident and, and humble. That's yeah. the magic combination. Imagine. And, and I think also like because Jazz and Michelle both followed that suit, like as in um with their tone as well. So I think all of that, I don't think, yeah, I don't think there was many um moments that were like that. Obviously, um uh JT was like still a little bit concerned about his vote. Um love JT. He's a he is a legend. And John Tent this season was incredible. Um and also um yeah, Amanda's question probably came across really um, strong towards me, but she's a strong personality anyway, um, and that was the one about Christy. So it was just like a really strong put-forward question, but I wouldn't say it was catty or anything. Mm. It was really nice. Max, honorary Max question, Sam. Love Max. Love Max. And I couldn't, say Max. I couldn't say this at the time, but honestly meeting Max, it was like I was talking to Luke. Like when I when I was speaking to him, I was like, this, if we were to play the game together, like this would be what happened. And I didn't really want to like reveal that at the time, but um, so cool. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. Iconic, honestly. I did say that if they ever met, they would be stuck in a I'm just kidding, man, loop. They really <laughs> would. Um the so Sam, have you made lifelong friends? Did you have fun? What was the most fun? What spiritually are you taking away from this? It's It's been an incredible experience. Like I, I can't even describe to you the, um, just the connection that we've formed as a cast, like since it's aired, like in this one day game, I was just shocked that I left with these people I can call friends from survivor a game of deception and lying and but also trust and i feel like that's what we all experienced and that's what really united a lot of us together was the trust that was formed and the community aspect of like 
we're all coming together from all of these different walks of life, all, all over Australia. Um, and that we could come together for this one experience and leave united, having different thoughts and opinions and different lives or whatever, but it's just, it was honestly beautiful. Like I, I can't even describe to you how much love I have for this cast. They're incredible. Had fun. Absolutely. It's like, I'm competitive as, and so like to, to put my competitive nature into, into a game, it was just so cool. That was like the best thing by far. Plus you've probably gathered up like 10 to 20 people to come crew on your next season of Brisbane. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real Sorry. purpose of the trip. It was a business trip. It was a business trip and we've, we've sorted it out. So that's great. <laughs> In the immortal words of Brian Heidegg. <laughs> yeah. It is just the most special, supportive community. I mean, that is something that um, I think about all the time. I mean, aren't we just a motley crew of people who would never have met if it weren't for our freakish love for this show, which is bizarre. And, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm having this big moment and, I, and like Leo's flying down to Melbourne and CK's coincidentally just happens to be there that day. It was a coincidence. It, purely a coincidence. Oh, that's awesome. And just like, the love, the love that we share and the support that we have for each other is just something that is so special. And I really, do, I genuinely don't see from any other kind of online community. And I, I really do think that this is a really something we should all treasure that we get to have together. Absolutely. Like you honestly hit the nail on the head. Like it's, it's been incredible. And like Shane is coming up to Brisbane soon, like Gold Coast. And he's like, can we catch up, you know? And Christy's coming up soon. And she's like, hey, we should catch up. And so like, there's all these connections. It's just like, it is honestly mind blowing. So love it. Love this group so much. Lots of love. Well, bring yeah, up Maddie P's this. comment. Bring up Maddie P's comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was the least scarring trauma bonding experience ever. Um, yeah, and you know, it's 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 not you got your own community, your own cast, your own season. That's very, very tight. But it's really now building into this much bigger, broader community where everyone sort of everyone knows everyone. And with the sort of with the countdown that we're gonna do over the next you know few months is um gonna build that further. Um look, and you think about it, we're talking about a, a Sydney survivor, whereas I'm in Adelaide, Annabelle's in Victoria, Sam's in Queensland, like it's it's bringing people together from all parts of the country and very much I know that experience of when people are in town or coming or traveling, this is this desire to, to, to catch up and hang out. Um, and it is beautiful. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to see where it can go. Like there's so many possibilities on like connections and different things. And so who knows what's around the corner? Like it's, it's so exciting. Who knows what's coming next? Um, the, uh, so I think that's it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being such a great player um, and for showing us an amazing game. Um, it was a top-tier effort. Great cast. You should be so proud of yourself. I'm sure you are. Um, you're obviously such a super fan that you made your own show. How do you feel, though, that that no no host will ever likely outdo you? And <laughs> Look, how do you feel about like that? It's a nice feeling. Um, I'll take it. Um, but who knows? Maybe one day, maybe one day someone else might pop up and pop into to different games but no stoked could it's they like, win i could see dan winning maybe 
Mm, Dan's lovely. So, like, yeah, absolutely. He's too lovely. He's Matt Pitcher yeah. lovely. Is he Matt Pitcher lovely? Yeah, that's too the question. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's just so good. But I want to thank you guys. Thank you for, like, the podcast. It's been so awesome to listen to. You guys uh, have amazing takes. Max's hot takes have been like hot this this Actually, season. Actually, I've been hot this season. Um, yeah, like, so good. so good. I've loved it so much. And just you guys, Ma, Jules, uh, John, just like the whole crew has been incredible. Thank you for taking your time out to give us this experience. We so appreciate it. Um, looking forward to your countdown to CK. So that's really exciting. Your um, coverage over all the LRGs. So looking forward to that. And Annabelle, I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't even tell you how excited I am about traders. So everyone needs to tune into it because it's going to be, we just need to give her all the LRG love um, and support throughout this whole thing because you're going to smash it. It's going to be amazing. Thanks, darling. You're Thanks, the best. Sam. Love and support you forever. Well, that's it. We've had, we've covered the entire season. We've had numerous podcasts. We interviewed every single person. So all 16 plus one extra the jazz twice, so 17 interviews. I want to thank. Um, look, I want. We should talk about the production and the people involved. Um, you know, uh, obviously, people have views and they have political views and they have views about issues. And it's a free country, and people are allowed to have them, and we're allowed to have our views too. And that's why we put our pronouns proudly on our names. But putting all that one to side, um, Eli obviously organized this he put it together and to put one of these things together from scratch like it's sort of easy to do a second season or a third season because you build a crew from the contestants and the people that loved it but the first one is pretty much all you and you say to people can you help me out with this thing and they're like what are you even doing like what are you the, the, you don't can't find the community to create it so he must have put in so much work to pull this together the cast was incredible the challenges were not but the editing was solid it was a really, really strong first LRG in Australia. Um, you know, when you compare it to a Melbourne one or a Canberra one or a, uh, um, uh, a backyard one, which we will be doing in the countdown, um, it is uh, an incredible first effort. So, you know, all things aside, I think he should be congratulated for the effort that he put in. Yes, Eli strongly disagree with your views on other human beings, but you really made the kids' puzzle shine. And this has got to be one of the best casts we have seen on an LRG. So absolutely smashed it. Special shout out to John Pell. John Pell, you weren't a member of this production, but we just know that if you had been there, you would have been fairly adjudicating some of those challenges. So even even also- Eli admits it. Even he admits it. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, always shout out to our number one supporter, uh, Benjamin Snyder, who, if you have not watched, he is the king of the Maverick Cup series. And uh, basically, I think you could say he's an e gaming influencer. So if you've not watched him, check it out. And thank you, everyone who's here every week, who's watched the episodes, who has um, come then come here and watch the chat, 
who's been part of the conversation in the community. Um, obviously, the community is only made up of its people. So thank you so much for being part of it. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for watching us. Um, I think this has been like the best season of the Orca pod th this, that we've done. I think it's really growing and growing. I've got this brand new banner. It's sort of, sort of exciting. Um, it's, it's a fun time to be in the community. And I want to thank everyone who tunes in and listens to us waffle on about... <laughs> Uh, to survive every week, especially the people that aren't actually players in the game, because we get why they show up. You know, they want to hear us talk about them. We get the narcissism of that. But the people that aren't even players, that's huge. And once you voted out as well, like, you know, they couldn't talk about it anymore. So we really love you for coming on and checking out and supporting the pod. I know a lot of people watch it not live, but it's always great to have the people here live. So thank you. And thank you, Annabelle, for being here. Your star power always raises us up another level. Uh, and raises me up a level while also putting me down at the same time, which is just exactly what I need. Darling, you are forever my other orca. <laughs> and we do a high five. Hang on. Yeah. Bye, darlings. <laughs> I love you all. Amazing season. Ama Sydney Survivor rocked. Well done, everybody involved. Well done. Thank you. <laughs>